Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with my dear friend, business partner, and your co-host with the most, JG, Woo-hoo! we are here to bring you pure, raw, and real solutions about the most challenging issues in business and in life. So today's an interesting holiday. It's National Big Whopper Liar Day. And over the next hour, we'd like you to stay tuned as we delve into the why people lie and how people lie. And we are so honored tonight to have our guest expert, Dr. Bob DeYoung from the Center of Behavioral Health. Dr. Bob's going to share with us all of his wisdom on the psychology of lies. Mm. This is a show you will not want to miss. From the playground to the boardroom, gut wisdom will make you think, will leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdom. So JG. Yeah. When's the most recent time you've been lied to that you know of? It just, it just happened. We were in a meeting the other day. I, I was so upset over this. We were in a meeting the other day with uh, one of the key people in our organization, talking to him about his current status in the organization. Um, little did he know that we knew he was looking for a job. How did you know? Uh, did a little search because uh, a uh, partner of mine came over to me and said, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this person applied for a job in my firm. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was a complete surprise. A former partner called me to tell me of this. And I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea this guy was even looking for a job. Did you confront the employee? Yeah. We brought him into our office. We sat him down and said, you know, tell us a little bit about how things are going. You know, do you enjoy your job? Do you like what you're doing? How happy are you here in the firm? And, uh, you know, he he seemed to give all the right answers. And then I said to him, can I ask you a question? By any chance, are you looking for a job? Mm -hmm. Are you out there in the marketplace looking? Mm -hmm. And his answer was no. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, sure enough. He was. He was. So hold that because when we come back after the break with Dr. Bob DeYoung from the Center of Behavioral Health, I can't wait to get into the psychology, the wisdom behind, uh, really the truth behind lies. Yeah. Why people lie. Why? Why? But how? Mm. There's so many different ways. Stay tuned. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. Hey, welcome back to Gut Wisdom with Deirdre Koppelman and JG. Joining us tonight is Dr. Bob DeYoung of the Family Center for Behavioral Health. Hello, Dr. Bob. Hi, thanks for having me. So happy. I've heard so much about you. And JG and I have talked about how, you know, you being a licensed forensic psychologist for 16 years sounds mm-hmm. uh, a little ominous. What is, what is forensic psychology? Well, interesting. A lot of times people think of the term forensics as meaning, you know, like dealing with dead people or how people die. But <laughs> forensics actually comes from the term uh, that the, where the Romans used to uh, fight their legal battles in the forum. It means in the forum. And so what it means typically today is forensics applies to anything to do with the legal system or the court system. Mm. 
Interesting. And I understand you're the author of Joe and the CEO, a common sense approach to changing your mind. That sounds yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I wrote that a while back. So let him, can we ask you a question? Today, I don't know if you're aware, but tonight or today really, third Saturday in September, is deemed National Big Whopper Liar Day. <laughs> I never knew that. I did not know that. Uh, we didn't know that either until we were doing some research. And, you know, we're curious. Why, why do you think people lie? Well, it's real simple. It, it comes down to the simple thing of, well, people want to either avoid some sort of negative consequence or outcome and or want to pursue a positive one and pay for neither. <laughs> that's that's kind of real summary. So the psychology behind lying. Right. Are people are are some people just born with a propensity to lie more than others? Well, you know, some of the some of the research out there would actually surprise you. Um that I mean, first of all, let me say that anyone under pressure can lie. You know, it's funny when I used to teach uh I used to teach in college, and I would ask the people out in the audience, I would say, how many students here think that they have the propensity to uh, kill someone or to murder someone? And only a few people would raise their hands. I said, oh, really? And then I gave some examples, like, for example, if the Nazis broke in your house and, they had your, and you had your mother hiding upstairs, and they said, there is your mother! Most of you would say, look, I really can't lie. She's upstairs under the bed, you know? Um, or if someone was about to kill your child and you had a baseball bat, and you could stop them, and you're going to say, no, I don't want to hurt anyone. I know you're going to kill my kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is some people are, require less motivation than others. Some people would kill you maybe if you leaned against their car. Uh, and the same applies to lying. You know, some people, they'll lie just because when their lips move. I won't mention names, but we, there are people out there <laughs> that we know about, you know. And, yes. But the most, the most frequent liars they found are kind of manipulative and Machiavellian type of people. Um, and they're not really overly concerned with the pressure they're making on others. They like to get control or uh, kind of a one-upmanship of a situation. Um, mm. Yeah. But there's other stuff. I mean, some of the stereotypes don't really apply. Uh, for example, extroverted folks who are sociable, people that have uh, you know, a lot of confidence in physical attractiveness, uh, they've been found studies have shown that they can lie under pressure better. So hmm. it's it's simple, you know, who lies more, who lies less, you know. So when we some of some of our practice is educating business owners and their teams on nonverbal uh, communication, body language. Right. That's that's an interesting topic because I think a lot of people when they get. A little bit of knowledge, it, it actually kind of doesn't do much good because, I, you know, I found I've, I've actually been a student my whole life. I went to college, I think, 19 years, you know, and I, um, you know, I have four graduate degrees. And, what, and I found that when I first started out, I thought I knew the solutions to the world's problem. I knew everything. <laughs> and then as I learned more, I realized how ignorant I truly was. So it seems like I've dumbed down, you know. So now when people ask me questions, I'm, it seems like I really don't know anything, when in fact I, I kind of know too much. But let me mention about body language. Everything that people see, everything that they do, needs to be done in context. Mm-hmm. And the more variables one considers, the more accurate you can get, but also 
the more overwhelming the factors can be. So are you are you specifically referring to gestures and clusters of gestures in body language? Yes, but 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 held in context. For example, uh, gamblers call them tells. Um, you know, like at the example, poker table, you'll 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 be able to notice when somebody either has like a a twitch or they do something. They have some mannerism that will be a sign as to what they're doing or what they're thinking or the type of hand that they have. Right, unless they're a consummate liar and they want you to believe that. It's sort of like spy versus spy. <laughs> mm. So are there specific ways that you can tell if someone is lying? Oh, sure. Um, well, for example, these are, again, I, any, I, I learned early on, you know, my BA was in philosophy, and I remember my philosophy teacher saying, any truth held in isolation brings perversion. And what he meant by that was that, you know, if you take any truth of anything, you know, if you listen to a lot of the politicians, you know, uh, decrying what the other person said and did, or some of these, uh, the media, you know, uh, quoting somebody saying something, if they're brought out of context, you can make it anything you want. But for the most part, if people are kind of like maybe looking away when they're being spoken to, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, if they're holding eye contact too long, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe playing with their hair or their clothes, uh, or um, they have some distracting behavior, like touching their ears. That would be like typically right. what you would as a tell, you know? Right. Um, that, that I, I, uh, I studied where one of the uh, signs of uh, nonverbal communication where, you know, what's most important is the body language, right? There are the three Vs. There's mm-hmm. the, the visual, the vocal... And the verbal. So it's not so much what you say, because I think that has, if I recall correctly, something like I think seven percent. Seven percent of the message that's communicated that's picked up is really the spoken. Thirty eight thirty eight percent is the voice or the tone of your voice, and fifty five percent of your message is really communicated through the nonverbal or the body language. So it's interesting. You can be speaking with somebody, and whether we were interviewing people, we'll talk about stories like that, about that later, but somebody can be shaking their head in agreement with you, but with these nonverbal gestures, you can tell that they're either doubting what you're saying, or they're not agreeing with what you're saying, or they're in fact not telling the truth. And it is hard to pick that up unless you're really, you know, you know what you're looking for. Right. Well, here, let me give you a perfect example. Um, some of the pharmaceutical commercials, you know, if, if you listen to what they're actually saying about the side effects of some of these drugs, you know, it's like your arms will fall off, you'll go blind and have a heart attack, but you'll have full range of motion, you know? And why they, why they do it, they show you people like kind of dancing and laughing and running through the fields. And, and I think that what you're saying is exactly correct. Rather than listening to the content of what's being said, people are looking at these wonderful, happy, carefree, healthy people. Sure. And that overcomes what they're what they're hearing you know yeah it's uh it's amazing you know what i I still have to go back to you know we we've been talking about jg and i have been talking about uh this national big whopper liar day and what does that mean in business and what does that mean for business owners and employees and you know we have so many examples because it seems like there are different types of lies right? right we've read about the embellishment or exaggeration lie lying by omission uh, hmm? lying to protect, lying through gossip, none right. of which are great, and they all have different ramifications, but there are just so many. So 
are, are there more? Are, I think we think there are more. Are there more that we don't even know about? Or Absolutely. Those- I mean, lies are part of everyday life. And, and consider something. Consider what if, what if our politicians or our spouses or our colleagues, what if you were able 100% to tell if someone was lying? How would that affect your life? How would that affect the world? Mm-hmm. Huge. I mean, remember when Ronald Reagan lied about Star Wars? Uh, he faked out the Russians. He basically faked them out, and he got a lot of mileage on that. And, you know, I think that was partly, you know, responsible for the bringing down the, the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, what would happen if they knew he was lying? It would be like, I don't know, how would, how would our history have changed? Right. You know? it, so there's a statistic or numerical value out there that on average we are lied to between 20 and 200 times a day. <laughs> there's, a, there's a wide variable. <laughs> right. Yes. Even, if it was, even if it was on the, the lower end of the scale, right, J.G.? I mean, if you yeah. were lied to 20 times a day, I think that's pretty significant. Yeah, I, I look at it. I wonder how many people, does everybody lie? Absolutely. You know, there's a fellow, uh, Dr. Sachs, who's a polygraph expert, and uh, states that we could not get through the day without being deceptive. It's part yeah. of everyday life. Really? I mean, yeah. Even for, uh, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche said that the lie is part of everyday life. Because most of us, when you really consider it, we receive conflicting messages about lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of us have said it's always better to tell the truth? In reality, well, society often encourages and even rewards deception, Right. Let's think about it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking about like the the mindless pleasantries of like, hey, honey, do I look fat in this dress? <laughs> right. Well, well, maybe there are differences between the types of lies, like big lies, small lies, or are they all lies? White well, lies. Well, it depends on how you define it. But an official lie is when someone deliberately is conveying a false impression. Hmm. You know, telling a creditor that the check's in the mail. Um, yep. You know. Uh, how about complimenting a friend's awful haircut? You know, it's like, oh, no, it doesn't look so bad on you, you know. Or um, Do you know that dishonesty, they found in studies, dishonesty pervades romantic relationships? Really? That one so, study, 85% of college students who were interviewed, by the way, all studies out there are, are sophomores in college, just so you know. <laughs> interesting. Every study, because uh, they're the ones you can get to uh, volunteer, quote-unquote. But they were interviewed that, that one or both partners had lied about like past relationships or recent um, indiscretions, you know? Um, so ma- romantic relationships are rift, like 85%. So, um, so wait, Dr. Bob, hold that thought because we have to go to a break. But when we come back, we'd love to get some takeaways from you, really about not only big whopper stories, but what, what advice can you give... Our listeners, what what can we take away uh, when we come back from the break about lying, why people lie in romantic relationships, in the workplace? You good with that? I'm fine with that. Awesome. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom here at WCBS News Radio 880. And we're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. And uh, tonight we have Dr. Bob DeYoung. And continuing with our conversation, I'd love to hear more about some takeaways. You know, reading your bio, it seems like you're the expert, you're the go-to, you're the guru in forensic hypnosis. You've served as a court witness over, I don't know, it seems like 500 times. So you've definitely been privy to uh, seeing lies in action. And uh, we'd love to hear, we'd love to share with our listeners, uh, you know, what takeaways, what wisdoms do you have that you could share with us? Okay, well, let me explain again, you know, what we said this before, but lying is part of everyday life. Mm-hmm. And there are those mindless pleasantries that, you know, sort of like if your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend says, uh, hey, do I look fat in this? And you, what are you going to say? Yeah, you look atrocious. Or like, oh, not so bad, you know. And then there are the more malicious type of lies that are deliberately misleading, deliberately conveying a false message or an impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, predators that checks in the mail or you know, I mean, if you want to see a professional liar, <laughs> watch a watch a political debate, but turn off the audio. <laughs> oh, that's oh, interesting. See, now that's so, so. Wait, I'm going to jump in because go going back to teaching on nonverbal or body language, very often something that you can do to increase your acuity in it, your your skill at identifying is watching television in another language and shutting the volume off. Is that have you heard that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 one way of looking at it. But if you have if you have other uh, modalities, you can really increase your uh, ability to tell if someone's lying. Hmm. We had a situation, JG, just share with uh, with Dr. Bob and our listeners where you talk about malice. We couldn't figure this out. This was about a business owner that we worked with. uh, We'll say embellished. Yeah. About the culture. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a good friend of mine that ran a manufacturing company in the Midwest, and uh, quite bubbly, vivacious, gregarious. You know, he he was like the love of the party. You know, everybody loved this guy. And you know, one of the biggest challenges that he faced was he had constant turnover in his company. And we were brought in to do an analysis to try and help get to the root cause of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And we were fortunate. Uh, we came in one day where he and his COO were conducting an interview of a new employee that was coming from some amazing company uh, up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they were basically selling this person on how great our company is. We're out there. We're in the marketplace. We're one of the best companies ever. It was horrendous. It was it was astonishing and, to actually watch it because he was a bu- we knew. Yeah, he was lying through his teeth. <laughs> and and we'll talk about it another time. What a bully boss is. Right. But he was what we would call a bully boss because he would basically beat up people. So so what's so here's an employer, right? That's lying straight through his teeth. To a prospective employee, what what you know? What is that really serving him? At the end of the day, you hire that person; they come on board. They pretty much are going to figure out the truth rather quickly. What's right. the point? What do you what do you tell a business owner? What's your advice? What's your wisdom to a business owner about lying? Well, I, I think that sometimes it depends. There's it, the variables are so abundant, but sometimes people get immediate gratification just from the mere sense of being one up or uh, making a, a sell or 
deceiving someone. They, they, it gives them a sense of power, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, and like you said, what you're talking about is the fact that in the long run, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Because, totally. Right? Because this person's going to get in. They're like, wait a second. This is nothing like this person told me. And that's you know? exactly what happened, Dr. Bob. Three months into their employment, they realized what a bully boss this was, how much they'd been lied to. They ended up quitting. Right. Along with everybody they, else. Right. Yeah, so, the, so you have a business owner complaining about turnover who right. lies to people on the interview. Right. And he's got high turnover. Now, right. there's the flip side. Right, JG, you've mm-hmm. had situations as you know we both, we have, both have where the job seekers are lying. Right. Oh, of course. You know exactly. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and the reason they would do that, of course, that's a, that's a more obvious one is they they want to get like I said in the very beginning of the interview today. There's two basic reasons why people lie. They want to get something that they haven't paid for or worked for, or they want to avoid something that's going to cost them in some way. Yeah, for the, so for the job applicant, right, they're looking to get a job. They may have been out of work for a long period of time. So they're on an interview. They may leave certain things off their resume. Right, that's that lies by omission. Absolutely. Or they may share certain information about embellishing their credentials, possibly, but, but or the their same, knowledge. Right, but it's the same thing, J.G. And, and Dr. Bob. It's no different. So, okay, Job seeker lies, embellishes, omits the the truth, what have you. You hire them, and then you find out what? You find out that they were lying. They, were, right. they didn't have what, J.G.? You just had this, the technical experience. Yeah, they, didn't have, they, they said they had all the technical experience to perform this job function, these job duties, and once they were in the seat, they couldn't do it. And right. it really created an issue because they basically lied on their resume. They embellished what they said they could do. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What do, What do you make about gossip? Because that those are, you know, lies. Right. Well, gossip is real simple. People get status for it. You know, if someone says, "Oh, you want to know what?" Don't say anything. But and I think it was Ben Franklin that said, "A secret's safe with two people if one of them's dead." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but you get instant instant status, instant so- social status. It's, hey, listen, don't say anything, but. I heard that so and so did wa ba 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 ba, and next thing you know, and then it's the the uh, telephone game, you know. Right. And most people, oftentimes, people that lie, don't really think about the long term uh, ramifications of where the fruits of that lie is going to lead, you know, uh, because you know I always taught, I don't know about you guys as a kid, that you know what, you you tell a lie now, and then you're going to have to tell more lies to cover it up, and mm-hmm. sooner or later, it's going to you're going to be found out, you totally. know. Totally. Yep. Do you think there's a correlation between, let, let's just go back to the gossip or the rumor mongers. Do you think, you know, next week we'll be talking about the drama triangle, mm-hmm. the victim, the bully, and the hero. Right. So do you think there's a correlation between the person starting rumors lying? Is that person a bully? Like, is there a correlation between a, a specific point on the triangle? Well, I think that it depends on how you look at bullying. And I mean, in this sense, in some ways it is, because this person is furthering their own momentary status mm-hmm. by virtue of putting someone else down. Yeah. So, you know, that's not so cool. You know, right. but, but on the other hand, sometimes people gossip simply because they have this lack of self-esteem and they want to feel important in whatever way they can. 
you know cause a lot of a lot of trouble certainly yep. we've seen that in the workplace yep cuz uh, people don't like i said before they don't think of the long term ramifications of what they're doing you know i mean there are some people that actually really believe their lies i mean for real. I mean, I'll tell you a real example. You know, I was in martial arts for many years, and I remember when I was younger, there was this one guy where I worked, and he said he was like this third-degree black belt or something, and, and I, I knew he wasn't. I was in Japanese karate for 15 years. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so full of it, you know? So I kind of was going to call him on it. So I said, hey, why don't we go down to the gym, because they had a gym at where we were working. I said, why don't we spar a little bit? And he didn't even miss a beat. He's like, sure, that'd be great. Now, most people would be like, uh, well, uh, well, my, my knee hurts. Or, you right, know. right. But he went down there, and he was ready to, to do this. And I realized in a moment that I'm like, this guy's so full of it. He's going to get hurt. So I felt bad for him. And I'm the one that said, all right, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. Just, you know, why don't you show me a few of your katas, your forms or whatever. And he made up this stuff that you could tell was right out of, like, a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> You know, or one of those B-rated kung fu movies. You killed my brother. You know, <laughs> and and he didn't miss a beat. I mean, he played it right out to the end. Whereas most of us that have a conscience would have said, "All right, look, I'm just throwing the bull here. I really don't know anything about karate or anything else. I was just saying it." Right. So, so do you call somebody out? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it depends. You know, I I, the I kind of a, have a soft heart. You know, and I don't like to hurt people's feelings, because I realize that most people that lie in that capacity are doing so because they feel incredibly inadequate. Mm-hmm. And they're also the type of people that if you're talking to them in a crowd, you know, uh, and whatever story you have, they have to have a bigger story or they have to know someone who has a bigger story. But if they, you know? be- but if they believe their own lies, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. Doesn't that, is that like the clinical pathological liar who believes, actually believes what they're saying, even though it's lies? Well, that's an interesting term, the pathological liar, you know. Um, Most people would say that antisocial personality disorders, which used to be called sociopaths, you know, they will lie (laughs) when their lips move only in as much as it benefits them somehow. Pathological liars can only be such if they, in fact, have no conscience, you know? Mm. And interesting interesting studies have found that people that tend to be sociopaths in addition to torturing animals when they're little, uh, they actually have a higher need for stimulation, even as infants, you know? So there's something neurologically going on with them. And they will just smile at you and, you know, sort of like the Hannibal Lecter type of syndrome. You know, they can be very bright. They'll smile at you. They'll lie. They'll... They'll see you suffer, and they won't even miss a beat because it's yep. always about a Machiavellian me versus you, and I'm going to be on top. Well, that, that, that lends itself to a really loaded and interesting question that I'm not supposed to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Politics it. and lying. So how do you know? Seriously, how do you know what to believe, and how, how do you get people to listen to their gut, their instincts, as far as making decisions? That is an excellent and poignant question. And let me tell you that, um, like I said, I think most politicians are expert liars. They have to be. <laughs> they really are. Embellishers, you know, you know storytellers. Yeah, how do you know? How do you lips, know? When their lips move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone. I mean, I think one of the. I mean, for whatever party you you would like, but I think one of the problems about, say, someone like Donald Trump when he started out is he's not really a politician, and he would tell. He would be almost too truthful in the beginning, and he got him in a lot of trouble. You know. Um, but I that. But that, interesting. You know, I'm going to cut in. But interestingly enough, that's what got him in trouble, and that's what got him to the position of beating out his constituents for for the race. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of people on both sides, you know, uh, of the parties are sick of career politicians that literally lie for a living. I mean, it's it's almost standard. What did they say? Politics is not the oldest profession, but in the end, the outcome is the same. I don't know if anyone got that one. <laughs> I know that's percolating, right? So the politician you know, we're, we want to continue, right, I'm sure, J.G., because that was such a poignant question. Touche. Touche, yes. We're fed up with the politics, and there's politics, obviously, in the Everywhere. country. There's politics inside business. There's Politics at home. Right. I don't really have politics at home. Mm. You, uh, have, you have a brood. How yeah, could there not be politics at home? <laughs> J.G. Don't has, lie to <laughs> J.G. Has, a, has a lot of children. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They're but I awesome. always re- I always like to go back to Mark Twain's quote. You know, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember anything else. Uh, Dr. Bob was saying that before. You know, so it's very it's very poignant. So that's when, true. That's when, true. When we come back, Dr. Bob, you're still with us, aren't you? Because you're really? you're so much fun. Okay, um, I'll be here. We want to really dig back into what we want everybody to take away from what we want the listeners to take away from our conversation tonight. And I definitely want to talk about having fierce conversations because sometimes people lie when they just really don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. I got you. So we'll be back. We want to take a little break for traffic and some news headlines, and then we'll pick it back up with Dr. Bob. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS 880. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. Welcome back. We're just If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Bob join J.G. and myself, Deirdre Koppelman, on Why People Lie. Dr. Bob. Yes. We could talk about this for hours. Oh, yeah. I could talk about this for days. <laughs> so, so, I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, pop- and by the way, just so yes. you know, when you're an expert witness, as I've been, that one of the things that they tell you is never say, believe me when I tell you or Honestly, yes. because that's a sure bet that you're not telling the truth. All right, I'm disagreeing with you because there are many <laughs> times that I'll say honestly, and JG will say to me, "No, lie to me." But I'm really uh, telling the truth with whatever. So I, I don't want to make a generalization, but I have to watch that because I don't like doing that. So if if there's any tip out there, don't say honestly. Right. Well, if if you think about this, if you're saying honestly, you're actually questioning him as to do you want me to lie about this or not? You know, uh, and if you're on the witness stand as an expert, they just say just never say that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, when we left off before, what um, what what do you think? What wisdom can you share about having conversations that are uncomfortable? 
fierce conversations, let's call them. Right, because that's a typical scenario where you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. It could be a boss to an employee. It could in any relationship. And, and, and you feel like you have to white lie it or just not be completely transparent. Right. Well, you know, studies have shown that you save the really big lies for someone you're closest to. <laughs> Believe it or not, between wow. you know, intimate relationships. But studies have also found that the closer you are to someone, the more likely it is that you're going to tell them altruistic lies. Uh, and they found this to be particularly true of women, by the way. This is a difference between men and women. Although the sexes lie with equal frequency pretty much, women are especially likely to stretch the truth in order to protect someone else's feelings. It's mm. like a defensive lie. Well, maybe it's just because we have more empathy. Yep, it's quite possible. Guys are kind of like, hey, you know, forget about it. It is That's what it is. It, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. But, uh, yes, women are much more uh, attuned to how people feel and, you know, that so, type of thing. So if you have to have a difficult conversation and you want to keep it, as we like to say here, pure, raw, and real, and you want to be transparent, and you should be, and be authentic because people are not idiots, right? right? P- you can pick up whether it's the nonverbal or, or you just downright know somebody is, you know, not telling you the truth. You know, how do you confront? How do you have, how, what's one piece of wisdom that you could give us on how to have a difficult conversation without lying? I'm going to tell you two things that I think are related, so bear with me here. Sure. The first one is what I call, I'm going to give you my definition of love, okay? Love is acting in the loved one's best interest, regardless of how it feels to them or to you, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, put that on the left side of your brain. On the right side of your brain, I would say that truth without discretion is brutality. Hmm. So if you, if you think of those two things, love is acting in a loved one's best interest. Like if, if you were a, an alcoholic that was in denial and you're losing your family, I'm going to have to tell you whether you like it or not. I might even do an intervention on you, and you may not even want me as your friend anymore, but I'm not here to feel good. I'm here to help you. Right. So that's, that's on the left side. And on the right side, there's many ways to, uh, to say something so that a person can hear it better. Now, one of the, as a specific example of what I'm talking about, uh, there's an old uh, supervisory, uh, supervisory technique called sandwiching. Yes, Yay. we know what that is. Here you go, right? So, you know, um, you know, you've been coming to work on time, and I really appreciate that, and it's, it's really been helpful. However, you're dressing inappropriately, uh, you know, wearing those Bermuda shorts uh, violates the dress code. We're supposed to have a suit and tie here, and you really need to change that. Uh, but I've noticed in the past that you've actually listened quite well to some of the criticisms, and I think that you're going to overcome this, you know? Totally. So, that, that sandwich technique, a slice of bread, which is the acknowledgement of the value and the meaning that that person brings. You know, we've had conversations with employees. It's, you know, we really value you. You know, you're, you're an incredible asset to our team. Then you get that right. middle of the sandwich, the ham, the turkey, the coleslaw, whatever you're stuffing in the middle of that sandwich. However, when you do this... Yes. Here's what happens. Right. Right? And then you slap on that last piece of bread, and it's, I know that you care so much, and we really value you, that you're really, you know, you're going to take this into consideration, and I'm I'm sure we'll move forward in, in, you know, just a great way. Done. Boom. Yep. And And I tell people, I want you to think of two arrows, one going up and one going down. 
as emotions go up, your behavior, your rational thinking, all your everything goes down. So if you're too emotional, take that slow, deep breath. The pause. Right. Just ch- just chill for a second and think it through. And that's that's one of the premises of my book, Joe and the CEO, because the CEO, it's, it's like your brain works like a business. And the CEO is your cognition, your mm. higher order of thinking, your frontal lobes. And Joe, the custodian, is down below, and he's a big, strong guy, but he shouldn't be doing the actuarial reports. He should be stoking the <laughs> furnace, you know? <laughs> That's your emotions, you know? You need to work together, but keep them in their place. Keep them in check. Yeah, I love the the idea of that pause button. Imagine having that on your desk. Yeah. You get really in a tirade, all all uppity-up, and, you know, All you you need to do is go on the computer, go on Google, you know, (laughs) type in the word pause, hit images, print out a picture, you know, of pause written Mm -hmm. in a circle. Right. And put it right up there for you to visually see it. I love it. What a great idea. That's and, I, you know, I think about that funny movie with Adam Sandler and uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, was it? No, um, um, uh, who was the Italian? Uh, very famous. Well, anyway, the Fockers, the Fockers. And, and when the uh, father-in-law the would start to get carried away, the wife would say, uh, muskrat, <laughs> muskrat. <laughs> Secret code. Robert De Niro, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's something that just reminds you so you could break that cycle. Because once... Most people think about it, they're not going to continue on that on that path because it's it's a bad outcome, you know? So so going back to the wisdom and helping our listeners take away some wisdom on lies. Yes. So one, having conversations that are difficult to have, which by the way require courage. Yes. Yeah. Transparency, authenticity, nice ways to say things even if you're uncomfortable saying them. Right. So that's right. that's one wisdom takeaway. What's sure. a, what's another one? Body well, again, language, the body language being able to pick up when you're being lied to. Well, again, having an overall understanding of what lies are all about, how that they're necessary for everyday life, but there are the like we talked about before, the mindless pleasantries, the things that are kind of altruistic versus things that are officially misleading, deliberately conveying a false message or impression. And I guess that some people have difficulty with that continuum, you know? There are people that I call dichotomous thinkers that are black and white. You either lie or you tell the truth. And I've had people say to say to me, well, I just tell the truth all the time. That's the way it is, which is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing is black and white. So, Dr. Bob, first of all, thank you. Uh, yes. We could talk, and, and we definitely want to have you back JG and I are like it's been great having you. This went too this quickly. Is, yep. So where where can our listeners find out more about you? Well, if they go to drrbobdeyoung.com, <laughs> that's that's one place. Okay. Uh, and you know, and, and they can come to Gut Wisdom, G U T W I Z D O M.com because we'll certainly have you uh, up there in a transcript actually of tonight's show. So um, we want to thank you so much. It's uh, lies are a fascinating topic. I know the genesis of the Big Whopper Liar Day really was about, you know, a contest. How good could people embellish and storytell? Um, and right. we just thought it was appropriate to bring that to real life and how difficult it is to really deal with the lies in the workplace, in relationships, boss to employee, job seeker, you name it. So we just cannot thank you enough. My pleasure. It was just wonderful. I really, really enjoyed being here. Thanks. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS News Radio 880. 
want to thank everybody for listening in today's show on uh, Gut Wisdom. Today we had a very special guest, Dr. Bob D. Young, talking about lies in celebration of Big Whopper Liar Day. Uh, this has been recorded, so I'd love for, and I encourage you, for those that haven't heard the show, go to our website, gutwisdom.com, and you can hear a complete replay of the show in its entirety. Uh, we'd also love to hear your stories or any feedback or comments that you may have. So go to Twitter, hashtag us at Gut Wisdom. Go to our Facebook page. Go to the website and post on our Wisdom Wall any thoughts, comments, or feedback that you may have. With that said, let's talk a little bit about what next week's show is going to bring. Deirdre, what do you got in store for us for next week? So, JJ, very excited. Why? Ask me why. Why? The why question. The why? why qu- the why question. Why am I excited about next week? What are you because, pumped about? Well, it dovetails into what we talked about today, all about lies. So hmm. what, do, what do lies create? Lies can create drama. drama. Oh. Exactly. I love to tackle drama. Drama in the workplace. Drama at home. And during next show, uh, next week's show, you will actually learn very, very specifically what the three points of the drama triangle are. Similar to the Bermuda Triangle, once you're in it, it is hard to get out of it, but we will teach you every point of the triangle, of the drama triangle, the victim, the bully, the hero. Wow. Promise you, you will be able to figure out, once you listen, what role you're playing or who put you in a specific role and learn which role, once you understand all of the roles, once you eliminate one of them, there's only one that will eradicate drama completely. It gets rid of drama, personally, professionally. So I am super, super pumped about that. You don't have much drama in your workplace, do you, JJ? Never. (laughs) Can't wait to hear the topic. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. We'll be here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. We value your feedback. We really want to hear from you. As JG said, please go to the website, gutwisdom.com. We have a wisdom wall. We want to hear about the topics that you're most interested in, the challenges that you face. And JG, you want to give us a a couple of rounds of thank yous? Absolutely. I'd love to uh, give token of appreciation and gratitude to our guest this evening, Dr. Bob DeYoung. Kudos to our favorite executive producer, producer, Kenya Gibson, always providing creative energy and motivation and inspiration. Melissa Raff for handling all of our production needs, as well as Tom Fenn, our engineer, and all the men behind the scenes, including Tim Scheld and Greg Janoff. Special thanks to our families, our friends, our teams at GFG, Paracore Solutions, My Success Platform, and Gut Wisdom. So grateful to have everyone's support here. So thanks for listening. And tune, and tune in, in next, next week. week. For some drama. drama.